And uh, Jim Sigafus uh, was one of my heroes uh, in chiropractic uh, when I was uh, around your time period and after I graduated. And um, he was one of my uh, mentors. I have all kinds of tapes and CDs uh, with him. Um, and one of the things that I think was so powerful that Dr. Sigafus just talked about is, you know, he was saying like, what are you doing for your life to make the life what you want, right? It's New Year right around now, right? What do a lot of us do around New Year's, right? New Year's resolutions, right? And what is the percentage of people who keep their resolutions past the 15th of January? Yeah, probably like 15%, 10, 15%. Most people already, you know, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to stop eating sugar. I'm not going to drink. I'm going to do this. I'm going to work out every day. And by the 15th of the month, they've stopped committing to their resolutions, right? Because the word resolution really is not very, there's no pull to it, right? To say, I want to lose weight, or I want to quit smoking, or uh, I'm going to do better, you know, in classes or whatever. <clears throat> What's the excitement to that, right? Where is that taking you? Like, are you being pulled forth by that? Is there something compelling to those things, you know? What's compelling is this. You say, I want to quit smoking. All right, that's your goal. I want to live to see my grandkids. That's a lot more compelling, right? That's a lot more compelling. Or I want to lose weight. No, I want to fit into this particular pair of jeans that I used to fit into. Because I have this event coming up, right, that I'm going to be in the public eye, and I'm going to look like that at that event. That's more compelling. Right. And a lot of you guys now are somewhere within maybe striking range of graduation. Right. Maybe a year, maybe a little bit over a year. But you all within 12 months, maybe 15, 18 months of graduating. Right. There, there should be one compelling reason that you should be thinking of right now about whatever it is you're doing. And that is, I got to get my hands on the kids. I gotta get my hands on these kids. Because they're dying out there. They are dying. I don't mean dying like this, I mean dying. I mean, there's a kid right now who just died because of asthma. There's a kid right now who just died of some other kind of infection. There's a kid right now who just died. They're just dying, dying, dying. Because nobody told them the story. I have to get my hands on kids. Right? I can't live without adjusting children. I dream of adjusting children. I read about adjusting children. I think about adjusting children. I watch things about it. Over the, the, the break, I was watching Larry Webster videos. I found some old Larry Webster videos, the, the founder of the ICPA, the grandfather of pediatrics. I found some old videos. I started watching them. I will never stop learning. Right? Because my compelling reason isn't well, I want to wake, make a whole lot of money this year, <clears throat> right? That's not my compelling reason. My compelling reason isn't, well, I want to see X number of people or X number of new patients, right? That's not a compelling reason. My compelling reason is if I don't adjust the kids, they will die. If I don't adjust the kids, who is going to? 
I look at it that narrow focused, as if I'm the only, if you were the last chiropractor, that's how I think about it. Reggie Gold asked this question many, many years ago. One of the great, another one of the great chiropractors I'll show you uh, over the course of this quarter. <clears throat> is that my goal is, there's been a whole lot of chiropractors come through that you're never going to see. But I had the good fortune of seeing them. And I'm going to introduce them to you one by one. So Reggie Gold said, if you were the last chiropractor on earth, would it survive? Right? So I would do everything in my power to make it survive. Or if I was the first chiropractor, I like to turn it around thinking about more positive. If I was the first chiropractor, I was D.D. Palmer. Would chiropractic thrive? And I'd like to say yes. Yeah, I would do everything I could to get it out there. Right? Because that's all I do. All I think about, if you look at my Facebook, all you see, Facebook, is chiropractor, 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 chiropractor. Everything is chiropractic all the way down. Right? I don't talk about what I had for lunch. I don't talk about <clears throat> what trip I'm on very much, unless we're in some beautiful place that's different. I'm always focusing on chiropractic, 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 chiropractic. My life is chiropractic. I am chiropractic. My wife is chiropractic. You know how my wife has become the chiropractic advocate that she is? Because I brought her to everything. Do not separate your, your husband's wives, spouses, partners from chiropractic. And you, well, you have your life and I have my life. Big mistake. Big mistake. There's divorce waiting to happen. You do your thing, and I'll do my thing. Wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Chiropractic is something that you really need to sink your teeth into. So I suggest that whatever spouse, mate, etc., that you have, that you involve them in chiropractic, that you bring them to... Now, don't go bring them to Activator, all right? That's kind of boring. Um, that's exciting for me, right? It's exciting for me, but it's not exciting for them. But like Life Vision is coming up you know, next week, right? Or DE or New Beginnings or Cal Jam or whatever it is you happen to go to. Bring your spouse, right? Lisa used to, when we, we used to go to DE all the time. From 1990 to 2001, we were there all the time, all the time, all the time. I hardly missed one. <clears throat> Because I just wanted to suck up what Sigafoos and Sid Williams and all these other greats said. I wanted to, to sink it into my head. Because I developed this compelling reason that I have to see the kids. I have to see the pregnant women. I have to take care of them. Right? Now, chiropractic could just be a job for you. Chiropractic could just be this 9 to 5 career for you. And that's totally fine if that's what you want. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with that. But I don't know about you, but I want a, a totally fulfilled life. I want to be able to go home. I want to like get in the car and call up Lisa and tell her, listen to what happened today. Let me tell you the stories about what happened today. Let me tell you this awesome patient that I saw. Let me tell you this pregnant lady. Let me tell you about this kid. Let me tell you about, th that's what I want, right? <clears throat> End of last year. <clears throat> A grandma is bringing her autistic son to me, her autistic grandson to me. She takes me in the back. Like, pull, and not just takes me, she like take, grabs my hand, I need to talk to you, Dr. Min, and she grabs me by the hand like this and pulls me into the back office and closes the door. I'm like, huh, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. You know, I didn't know if this is good or bad. She had the most serious look on her face. I was okay. What can I do for you? And she said, Dr. Rubin, do you realize that every time you touch someone, the hands of God are going through you? 
Do you realize you have to tell that to your students? Right? That every time you're touching someone, right, that you, you call it like innate intelligence, and you, know, you have this, these names for it that we don't you know, use, but every time you're touching someone, it's like you are connecting that child. Do you realize how powerful you are? Do you realize the impact that you've made on my grandson? Do you know how you should be, they should be telling this to your students because they need to understand how powerful they are, that it's not just putting your hand, this is not some mechanical thing that you're doing, right? It's not like you're, you're like this meat press and you're just like, right? That's anything, you can get a robot to do that. Right? We talked about robots in another class. Right? But that's not, that's not what we are. What we are is we're reconnectors. Right? I, this is what I want you to think of. Every time you're looking at that baby or every time you're looking at that kid or even an adult with back pain. Right? Not my favorite thing, but even an adult with back pain. Why are they there? There's one reason that they're there. They're disconnected. That's the one and only reason that they're there. They're disconnected. Their brain and their body are not operating the way they're supposed to. There's some disconnection. There's some, you can call it subluxation, you can call it whatever. But you know what? Subluxation means nothing to people. We could teach in the word subluxation. I have patients always tell me, I think I'm really subluxated today. And I get that. I appreciate that because I, I try to educate my patients really well. But the word subluxation means nothing to them. Disconnected means something. Right? They understand what that means. Subluxation, they never heard of that before. So they may be 30, 40, 50 before they've ever heard, first heard the word. They know what the word connect is. Right? They know what that means. So to be disconnected, that's bad. This is a bad thing. I don't want a disconnection in my body. So what you're doing is you're reconnecting. What you're doing is you're reconnecting. And I think if you want to, if you have not set your goals already for this year, your New Year's resolutions, whatever you want to call them, if you haven't set your goals, what I'd like you to think of is those goals should be about how can I be a better reconnector? How can I be a better reconnector? How can I explain chiropractic better? How can I do chiropractic better? And how can I study chiropractic better so that I am a better deliverer of the goods? These are your responsibilities. Explaining it, doing it, actually delivering it, and studying about how to deliver it. Those are your responsibilities. And they will never change. Just because you graduate doesn't mean you stop. Because if you stop learning when you graduate, you might as well not even start practicing. Because the only people, the people that I know who are super successful are constantly training themselves and training themselves and training themselves to get better and better and better and finding more ways to improve what they do. Whether it's they're improving their technique, their, their art, they're improving their science through research or whatever, or they're improving their philosophy or their communication or whatever it is that they're doing. You have to improve yourself at all times. So are you working on those three things? And you sh when should you start working them? When you graduate? No, because now you're piled with mountains of debt and a whole lot of fear. Bad time to start a practice like that. Good time to start right now. I don't have any time. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Make the time. Make the time. You want to be successful when you graduate? Make the time now. Don't say, I'll make the time later, right? Because I'm so busy right now. I'm telling you, you are not busy now.
You may have a lot of stuff you have to do, especially if you're a mom or a dad. But if you're not a mom or a dad, I'm telling you, you ain't busy. You only think you're busy. What you're doing is you're busy like on a treadmill, right? But I'm telling you, if you really take a solid look at your life, start eliminating the stuff that really isn't helpful, that isn't giving you something that's going to make you better later or something that's going to help a patient later, right? So if you're wasting your time on something, stop. If you're spending more than an hour a day on Facebook, stop. If you're spending a whole lot of time playing video games, you know, Halo and all these other ridiculous games, I don't even know what the new games are out, out there anymore. Stop! If you're playing a bunch of apps, you know, you're playing Candy Crush or Angry Birds or whatever, a couple minutes a day is totally fine. I don't care, you kill some time. You play some vocab games, totally fine little games like this for a little bit of time. If you're spending more than an hour a day doing this stuff, stop. Stop wasting your damn time. If you're spending more than an hour a day watching mindless TV, that means absolutely nothing, especially negative trash TV where you're watching people being dissed and, and negative and interviews and news about how Trump said this and Trump said that and all these other negative things. Stop! It's not giving you anything. My suggestion is only do stuff. Try for a quarter. Only do stuff that will give you something back in return. If you don't get a thing out of that, then stop doing it because you're wasting your time. You'd be stunned at how much time you really have, right? You'd be stunned at how much time you really have to study. You'd be stunned at how much time you really have to spend with your wife or your, your uh, girlfriend or mother or father or kids or whatever, family relationships or your friends. You'd be stunned at how much more time you have by unplugging all the crap out of your life and plugging into what really matters. Because I'm telling you, the world needs what we have. The world urgently, urgently, urgently needs it. And if we don't do something, if, see, I can't do it alone, right? I am 54 years old. I'm still going to be around for the 20, 30 some odd years, right? But it, my time is like, it's like going the other way at this point, right? Right? It's, it's, I, so there's, there's, a, there's a use up factor that's going to happen at some point in time. You guys are the young bloods, right? You guys have the 50, 60 years ahead now to go out there and do something. I'm going to suggest you do it because a lot of your brothers and sisters are waiting for somebody else to do something. A lot of your brothers and sisters who are in the millennial years, as they call it, they're just sitting waiting. They're sitting and waiting, waiting for somebody else to do something for them. <clears throat> the world doesn't need more people to sit and wait. What the world needs is people to be, you want to have resolutions, they become resolute. Become resolute. Be, what does resolute mean? Steadfast, right? Steadfast. I am steadfast in my commitment to help the kids. There is nothing that will come in my way of helping the kids. I had hernia surgery back in 2015 on a Friday. On a Monday, I was back in the office adjusting kids. I asked the doctor right after he, before he operated me, I said, how soon could I get back to work? He said, if you could stand, you could work. I said, okay. Done. Done. No meds, no painkillers, nothing. I got to get back to the kids. Now, I didn't do a lot of the adult adjusting. I said, I'll let the interns and associates do that. So you guys do all that stuff. But I'm going to adjust the kids. Because wh why not? What am I going to do at home? 
I'd just be bored. Like Monday, when they, we closed because of the crazy weather, right? I just wanted to get up my hands and the kids. Right? That's, that's the, the feeling I want you to, to somehow manifest, to somehow get, because too many people, I'm watching too many chiropractors graduate out of this institution and go into practices and just be bored. Just be totally, totally bored. I am bored of being a chiropractor. If you're bored of being a chiropractor, then you're not being the chiropractor you should be being. Right? Because I see it all the time. Well, I got involved in this PI practice and I'm making really good money, so I'm just, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with PI. But if that's not, if that's not making you like get excited and crazy and you can't wait to tell people about it, then you probably aren't in the right spot, right? Come up with something that's gonna totally jazz you up. There's nothing wrong with PI. PI is very important, but you should be jazzed up about it. You should be going to seminars about it and reading about it and learning about it and how to code it better and how to adjust them better and how, what, what other services can you offer them? That, great. But if you're just doing it because, well, it's good money. I'm telling you, after a while, good money gets boring. And you need to have that resolution, the resolve. Why am I doing what I do? I'm doing this because I want to do it so bad, I can't wait to get my hands on whatever person that is. Fill in the blank. I can't wait to get my hands on that PI case. I can't wait to get my hands on that athlete, right? If athletes is, athletics is your thing, I can't wait to see the next crazy injury I'm going to see. I can't wait to get that functional neurological issue that we're going to see. I can't wait to get that kid. I can't wait to get that pregnant woman. Whatever it happens to be. But start studying it, right? This quarter, resolve that every day I'm going to re find a research paper to look at in whatever thing that really interests me. Resolve that I'm going to start reading green books. Once a, once a day, I'm going to, for 15 minutes, I'm going to read a green book. Resolve every single week that I'm going to listen to some podcasts, like my podcast, Chirocast, or Sigafoos has a podcast you know, called Sigafoos or whatever other you know, podcasts out there. Resolve that you're going to go to the library and you're going to take out some books, either on chiropractic here or like great books like Think and Grow Rich. Resolve. Resolve this quarter. And tell me what happens at the end of the quarter. If I'm wrong, I'll be wrong. But I usually am not wrong about this kind of stuff. But I'm telling you, if you resolve this quarter and every single day you do something, you give something back to yourself that makes you better, makes you stronger, makes you healthier, resolve to do these kind of things, end of the quarter, tell me if that's made a difference or not. And some of the people, most of you won't take the challenge because you say, what a great idea, Dr. Manhattan, and then you just go home and get involved in your own life. And we call it the whirlwind, right? You get involved in the whirlwind and then you just get it swept away. But for those of you who take me on, and say, I am going to do that. I'm going to get the research articles. I'm going to get the books. I'm listening to the podcast. I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start eating better. I'm going to, have a, I'm going to like a change me quarter. I'm going to take the next three months and I'm going to change me. Then the end of this quarter, you're going to come up to me like a lot of people do every single quarter. And they say, Dr. Rubin, you were right. I was bored in clinic. I was bored in classes. Now I'm like super excited because I have a different focus. Because now I have a resolution. I figured out why I really want to do what I'm going to do. And I've resolved it. And I started doing it. And I'm telling you, you, you get really happy when you have discipline and you do it. When you say, like, what happens to people when they say, I have this New Year's resolution to lose weight. And they work out for three days and then they, then they get, like, sore and then they don't work out and they say, forget it. They actually feel bad about themselves. Right? So, so it's a double whammy. Right? Number one, you didn't get to your goal. Number two, you feel bad about not getting to your goal. Because you say, I tried and it didn't work. Right? 
But when you say, I'm going to do something and then you do it, when you say, every day I'm going to work out, I'm going to read a paper and I listen to a podcast and every day, 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 and at the end of the quarter, you're like, holy cow, I did it. And then you feel proud of yourself because you said I was going to do it and then you did it. Right? That's being resolute. That's having the discipline. A resolution is a suggestion, right? There's a famous, uh, a famous uh, document from the United States that said, be it resolved, right? That's the Constitution of the United States. It's not like a suggestion. This is a Constitution, right? When you are resolved, you have a resolution. That means I am, this is what's happening. We are writing this down and this is what's going to occur. So what are you going to do? What's your New Year's resolution? What are you going to resolve? What do you say, I'm going to commit to this and make it easy, right? Don't make it hard. Don't make it say, I'm going to read 30 papers a day. I'm going to, uh, by the end of the quarter, run a marathon. And I'm going to, you know, have 1% body fat, right? Don't, don't be crazy, right? Be realistic. Little steps, baby steps, but you win by taking the baby steps. You win by taking the baby steps. Because then at the end of the three months, when you're over here and you're looking, you say, wow, I did that. I can step it up a little bit now. Right? So I read one research paper a day, I listened to one podcast a day, and I worked out six days a week. Wow, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to work out a little bit longer every day. I'm going to read two papers a day. I'm going to do two podcasts a day. And I'm going to find some, and all of a sudden you have this magical amount of time that you didn't have before. Because now you're getting excited about the things that you should be getting excited about and not wasting your time on things that were wasting your time. But now you see it because now you have clarity, right? With discipline becomes clarity, right? I don't have to think about the things I, have to, I do in my life because I know that there are only certain things that I will do because I will not waste my time on the other things because those things don't even come into my focus, right? My wife and I have laser focus. There's just one thing we're going to do and that's it. Everything we do has to do with, with how are we going to take care of the kids? What are we going to do to maximize our potential to take care of the kids? And I suggest you do the same because that's a true New Year's resolution.